You're listening to the Unpacking It Live podcast, presented by MetaShare. Each week, Bryce, Luke, and Henry unpack sports, faith, and life with the goal of challenging, encouraging, and inspiring you to follow Jesus and become more like Him. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here's your host, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. For the next hour, we will celebrate, I mean, unpack sports, faith, and life with you and the Unpacking It community of sports fans. That's right. I am wearing my App State shirt very proudly today. I've got my App State flag hanging in the studio and for those of you that love this show you know that my co-host luke heaton is a graduate of texas a&m and so we will hear from him in just a moment we will discuss one of the biggest games of the weekend and that happened on saturday and then yesterday in the nfl we were just delighted to have football back and we were given game after game that was entertaining Seven one-score games, five games decided by a game-winning score in the final two minutes of regulation or in overtime. We had a tie. I I don't know if we like ties, probably not, but hey, it was a tight game. We got a tie. And throughout the show today, we will let you know what we are convinced of. A lot of overreaction every week throughout the football season. We will try to let you know, you know, what's what's real and what's pretend and what teams do we still buy into and we'll, we'll play a little in or out or are we in on that team still? And we'll focus on some of the losing teams because a couple teams that I'm, I, I'm still high on lost yesterday. My Super Bowl pick lost uh, or who I expect to be in the Super Bowl. They lost. The team that I expect to win, they tied. And then my hometown team, the Carolina Panthers, pfft, What a disappointment. What a disappointment to be at home, Baker Mayfield against his former team, to not not get things going early. They finally played well in the fourth quarter, at least made it interesting. Nice little comeback, nice little run into the end zone for for Baker. And and, that that was, to me, a big breakthrough moment, but not enough to beat the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson. And so, uh, so that was disappointing. So we'll talk about that. So, so much to get to. A few uh, very impressive teams in the NFL. You know, how good are the Vikings? How good are the Dolphins? We all know how good the Bills are. We can't forget about them from Thursday night. And then what about the two Super Bowl teams? The Super Bowl hangover affects week one for the Rams and Bengals. Will that continue? Are the, are the Ravens for real? Are the, are the Steelers? What can they do now with, with Watt going out? Uh, looks like for, for the year, you know, that I've been out on the Bucks. yet. They got a win last night against Luke's Cowboys is the season over for the Cowboys or do they trust in Cooper rush? Do they go get Cam Newton? Do they go get Jimmy G? Do they bring back Danucci? Is Danucci the answer? I was reading an article about listing all the quarterbacks that Dallas could go get the Troy Aikman's not walking through that door. Tony Romo's not walking through that door. 
Uh, but man, we, we get the debut for Troy Aikman tonight on Monday Night Football. And we'll talk about that. Plus, the, the Manning cast is back tonight as Russell Wilson takes on his former team in Seattle. Ooh, or is it in Seattle? Maybe it's in Denver. I don't know where it is. But we got that game tonight, which is going to be awesome. Can't wait for that to, to kind of wrap up the weekend. And uh, so much to get to. So let me thank our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. MetaShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. MetaShare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. Members of MetaShare, which my family, thrilled to be a member, they save up to 50% or more per month on their healthcare costs. They say that a typical family saves up to $500 per month. So now is the time to consider MetaShare. Take a look at your different options and, and make sure you go to MetaShare.com slash unpacking it. It's the best alternative to health insurance that allows Christians to share one another's medical bills. And it's the nation's largest healthcare sharing community. And it has a proven track record uh, of almost 30 years. MetaShare.com slash unpacking it. All right. The moment we've been waiting for. My opportunity to celebrate App State going in to College Station, where Luke graduated from, where he still is so loyal, so excited about those Aggies. Yet on Saturday afternoon, poor Luke had to watch my Mountaineers go travel on the road from little tiny Boone, North Carolina, <laughs> in the mountains of, of the Appalachians. Nobody even knows how to say it. <laughs> But they did it. 92,000 people there. This little school from the Sun Belt. Well, come to find out, the Sun Belt looks like a pretty good uh, pretty good conference this year. The sun has not set on the Sun Belt. It That's was right. rising all day long. That's right. So, Luke, man, it was a, a thrilling game, 17-14. It was a defensive game. App holds on, and your kicker let you down, almost tied the game. But it was oh. it was a remarkable win. Texas A&M, number six in the country. How you feeling today? Well, I'm wearing my maroon and white proud. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not running away from being an Aggie today, so I had to wear my shirt still. I'm still a proud alum. It was, I mean, it was a disappointing sports weekend altogether, which we'll get into. My Cowboys, I mean, it was it was pitiful. The Aggies, I mean, App State, it wasn't a fluke. App State dominated the game. It, like, if you're watching that game with no football knowledge, you would think, oh, yeah, App State, Power 5 school. Who are these little Aggies coming into town? App State just played keep away from A&M the whole game. <laughs> like they couldn't get the ball back. It's no. like, oh, you want it? No, nah, I think we're going to hold on to it for 10 more minutes. You want the ball back? No, nah, I think we're going to hold on it for 10 more minutes. Third down conversion after third down conversion. App Chase State Bryce. Like welcoming in the moment, it was just App State dominated. I I got to tip my cap. AM's defense is good, but AM's offense, yikes, yikes. To, to dominate the time of possession the way oh the Mountaineers did, and yeah. for me, and I'm going to talk more about this during our unpack this segment. But the idea that that App would give up as many points as they did a week ago to UNC to then hold Texas A&M to only seven points on offense. And then Texas A&M ran a kickback, which was just a, a momentum killer, which really <laughs> felt like the game would, would end because of that. 
um, or that, you know, things yeah. would kind of shift well, you, gears. You were texting me. You kept saying, I'm ready for the avalanche. I'm ready for it to crumble. And it yes. never did. It never did. App stayed strong, so well coached. And 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 here's, yeah, I know a lot of people listening today. We got some app fans and, and that sort of thing. And, and Luke's buddies that, that listen from Texas A&M. Um, you know, care about this game, but from a, from a national standpoint, it's still, it's a huge deal. And, and a lot of people will talk about, oh, you know, this is the biggest upset and it's unbelievable. Well, we also have to respect app for the program that we've become. And I'm a part of it. I was there during the championship years as a, as a student and a fan and part of radio. And so I've seen this, this rise and, and app is a legitimate program year in, year out, a perennial winner. And, and so to go into you know, a tough environment for anybody to win at Texas A&M is a big deal. But for a school still from the Sun Belt, still with, you know, don't have the type of... A school that uh, got paid over a million dollars to go to Kyle Field. A&M essentially just paid a million dollars to lose. It's... It's not good. Well, I got, they're printing money at Texas A&M. And that's the other thing, too, to, to have the, the, the backing and to have the, the top recruiting classes and all that kind of thing. Anytime a big school like that loses... It's a big deal, but but let me just let me just calm everybody down. This is not an, an app over Michigan game. That was 15 years ago. That was the start of well, really it was the continuation. That was FCS App State. App was on the FCS level, winning national championships, won three in a row on that level. In the middle of that was the win at Michigan. That type of win is so rare. I don't think we'll see a win like that in college football in this generation and and almost never again because of the way things are, are changing in college football. The, the idea that an FCS school to do that on, on that level is, is just very unlikely in dramatic fashion too. first game of the year going into the big house. It's a different, it's a different type of thing. And so I don't want to take away from the, the win at Texas A&M big deal for app, especially coming off the loss to Carolina, a very winnable game, very disappointing. Um, and and so it, it's it's incredible, but but it is not the app over Michigan game that that will live yeah. on in in college football history. And for me personally, being at that game and what it means to me as a fan and a former student, uh, I, I don't even want to compare. I, I, I can't compare anything to it, even though beating a number six school in, in, the, in the country this season is really cool. But now yeah. app, especially with the great news, we haven't been on since this news was announced, the expanded playoff. This opens the door for a school yes. like App to, to make things interesting. Yep. And so that's what I'm excited about. It as also well. opens the door for a one a a bad loss to not crush your season. Like that's true. For AM's goals and aspirations, the season's over. Unless AM runs the table, wins the SEC championship. I struggle to believe that's gonna happen. You'd have to win your side of the SEC, which has Alabama. Then you'd have to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Probably not going to happen. So the college football playoff expansion is fantastic. So, but about the game, it's a it's an upset, big upset. A and M should have won. I mean, they're paying App State to come. It's a it's just a funny view- thing. I know they're viewing it as like okay, it's a warm up. We got Miami next week, where it's a warm up game to get into conference play. But A and M should win. But I'm not totally surprised. App State, good team. They should have beat UNC after, uh, I mean, missing a wide-open two-point conversion, which we need to get in. If you want to talk about where you were sitting, your seats. Bryce, you are at that game. Crazy game. 
But here's the thing that that really that really gets me going. All of the broadcasters AM App State game keep saying, you know, really young AM team. They lost some guys to the NFL. But man, next year, we're excited to see what these guys look like. Next year, can we can we pump the brakes on next year? How many years can we say next year? We're talking before the show. AM and Notre Dame are quickly becoming lumped into the a lot of hype going into the season. Look at next year, though. Look at this recruiting class next year. You know, Jimbo is in, is, is in, has had his time, and I'm just tired of hearing next year. So, yeah. no, you got, you no matter on. how young the team is, A&M's way more talented than App. Without yes. question, A&M should win the game. Now, experience does play a huge factor. Chase Bryce, really good quarterback. He's tough. He's not going to throw away the game. He's going to produce. Young Haynes King. He hasn't started. He's only started a handful of games. AM is young. Are they going to be better? Yes. But still, you can't lose the app. You got to no, win that game comfortably. Yeah, Texas AM can't lose that game. Absolutely. And, and so it was a bonus for us as, as fans. And, and I'll talk about my perspective on this game in just a little bit during Unpack This. So I'll tease that, that side of things. But I just want to say one more, one more thing about the, the program that app has and, and comparing it to Texas AM from a recruiting standpoint. Texas A&M is recruiting the very best players in the country. They want five-star recruits. They want to win the recruiting battle. They're going head-to-head with Alabama. We know all the the debate or whatever, the discussion during the offseason and Saban versus Jimbo and all that kind (laughs) of thing. That's that's what they do. At App, I was listening to Sean Clark interviewed the head coach. It's not about stars, three-star, four-star, five-stars. That's not what App is all about. Here's what he does. I love this. When he gets film on a player, he wants to watch an entire game because he wants to see how a player responds when he doesn't make a great play. Sean Clark doesn't care about all the highlights. He wants to. He wants guys that love football, that play tough, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cliche. Of course you want guys that, play, that, that love football and play tough. There's a difference. There's a difference between the most talented guys in high school that love the attention, they're just real raw talent, they're, they're bigger, stronger, faster than everybody, versus the guys that play hard every play, that are team-oriented guys, that just love winning, that love playing football. Those are the kind of guys that go to App. And you wonder why yeah. App is good year in, year out, because they recruit those kind of players. And there's yeah. not a bunch of five-star guys. It's not like, four-star do you love, guys. Yeah, do you love football without the spotlight at a smaller school and you're going to be here four years, five That's years. That's right. That's right. Like, so, yeah. If, Chase if, Bryce is a sixth season. He's sixth year. Unbelievable. Six-year guy. Talking about a guy who loves transfers. football. Loves yeah. football. That's right. So th- that's the difference. So I'm passionate about that. It doesn't make it doesn't make you know the program at Texas A&M or Alabama any worse. That's what they do, and they can win. You know, they're, they're winning in the SEC and all that kind of thing. It's 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 cool. And have 92,000 fans at your stadium. It's incredible. Um, but anyway, I'm proud yeah. of my Mountaineers, and uh, and I've got more to share as the show goes on. And I, it's not about rubbing it into Luke. It's not. It, honestly, we didn't even. I didn't. I was afraid to make a bet with Luke. Well, it wasn't, we didn't even discuss it. Like, oh, cool, our teams are playing. Would have been fun to go to the game. Like, during March Madness, your Blue Devils almost played my Jayhawks in the championship game. And that would have been a game like, oh, yeah, Bryce's team, Luke's team. But this, it's like, oh, it's cool, our teams are playing. Yeah, AM's going to win big. It's cool that they're on the same stage, though. But then we're watching the game, and it's like, wait, App's going to win this game. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what's happening? It's unbelievable. What's happening? It's crazy. So we're celebrating that today, and and I do want to hear from you know any of the app fans. Love to leave your comments. What what you think about the game? But then also 
from the the whole football weekend. I mean, Saturday was great. The Alabama Texas game was great really weekend. good. Uh, I watched some good games Saturday night. I had on the background like three different TVs rolling. It was great. Yeah. Um, like so, I'm in so- mourning from A and M and the Cowboys' loss, but I was telling you overall. I'm a net positive because I just had a great weekend of watching football. Regardless of how my teams did, I watched hours of football, and I haven't been able to do that since last football season. So it was a great weekend. That's right. It kicked off the fall really well. So yesterday in the NFL, uh, we'd love to know what you're convinced of today. And and, and a couple of things I'm I'm, I'm convinced of just from, from watching yesterday. I'm convinced I was... Silly to overlook the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs yeah. are unbelievable. And Patrick Mahomes reminded us all he's still the best. If yeah. you know, he's right there, he's right there in the mix as the best quarterback in the league. Yep. They don't need Tyreek Hill. He's a nice no. bonus. It was great. He had a good career there. They don't need him. So I'm convinced of that. I'm also convinced I was way wrong about the Miami Dolphins. They're for real. And I overlooked this guy, Mike McDaniel, just because he doesn't look like your typical head coach. He's just a different no. guy. He's a, He's a little a nerdy. Kind of a character. Yeah. But he, for him to go go head-to-head with Bill Belichick week one, and New England, I, they, were, they were not really in it. That was, on, on the red zone, they barely showed that game because New England just was not in the mix throughout the day. And so I was hesitant to buy into Miami, but I think I'm, I think I'm wrong in that regard. Um, and then last thing. I'm still convinced my Colts are going to be fine. My Colts are going to be all right. It was an ugly first Ugh. half. They finally got things going in the fourth. But, but I'm convinced Matt Ryan just needed a little adjusting. It's a new team for him. They're going to be all right. So what, what are you convinced of today off the top here, Luke? Well, let me just double down on the Patrick Mahomes thing. I mean, it's unbelievable the hate he got. He is still the best. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball well, who to. Who's hating him? What do, what do you mean the hate? Well, maybe not hate, but... People quickly left the bandwagon. Oh, it's time for it's yeah. Justin Herbert's the best quarterback. Oh, Russell Wilson's in that division. Oh, what's Patrick Mahomes going to do? Are the Chiefs done? Yeah. No, it's not even close. They made Arizona look awful. I know you're out on Arizona, but Arizona's still a very talented team. It wasn't even close. Patrick Mahomes unblemished, perfect game, five touchdowns over 300 yards. He's throwing. To, it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Juju Smith Schuster is going to have a career. I mean, like he, he, his career is saved yeah. because of Patrick Mahomes. He's going to look unbelievable. So I mean, he Kelsey, Travis. Kelsey picks up right where he left off. I, know. I mean, any any questions? The about Chiefs him? are fine. About it. The Chiefs yeah. are fine. I'm convinced. I want to see Bills Chiefs in the AFC Championship game this year. We need that. Yep. I'm also convinced. Now I, I'm not typically the glass half full fan, but I'm convinced the Cowboys are going to have a top ten pick in the NFL draft this year. It's over. I know it's potentially an overreaction, but it's over. Not just because Dak's out. Before Dak was injured, the Cowboys were still going to score three points. The team has significantly less talent than last year. The offseason was horrendous. The Jones family did not do anything to make this team better. The team's worse. Now you don't have Dak for six to eight weeks. It's over. Philadelphia Eagles, congratulations. The NFC East division title East is champs. yours. I'm Even though Henry, gonna... Henry's with us today. We're going to hear from him later today. He's all excited about the Giants. To be fair. They got the win yesterday. To be fair, Washington looks better than we thought. Uh, New, the Giants, great win. I love Dayball. Going for two, winning culture. I love that. But 
The division is the Eagles. I, I'm I'm convinced on that. They escaped yesterday. Detroit played them tough. Detroit is going to be a tough team Big all step. season long. Here's the thing. Watching hard knocks makes watching NFL better because watching the Lions, I know these players now. Malcolm yeah. Rodriguez. Rodrigo gets the start yeah, yeah, as a, a six-round pick. Had a big day. And I'm watching these players, and I feel like I'm invested in this team. So big step for the Lions. I'm also convinced. I'm, I did pick the Minnesota Vikings to, to go to the Super Bowl and lose to the Bills. But here's the thing. The Cowboys are done. It's over. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm panic mode. The Vikings are the team I have a rooting interest for this year. Mm. I, I I need a team to root for, not just because I want to be a bandwagon guy. I, obviously, I'm loyal to the Cowboys. They're my team. I'm watching every game die hard. But I want to have a team to root for in a fun way that I have some stock in. I picked the Vikings to make the Super Bowl, and boy, did they look good. I'm convinced I'm doubling down on the Vikings. I know the Packers had a horrible start to last season and were fine. Man, O'Connell looks good. The offense looks good. The defense looked good. I'm doubling down on Minnesota. O'Connell looks good just because he's a good-looking guy. He is a good. He is a good-looking guy. He is a good-looking guy. He's rocking the the light hoodie, like the Lincoln Riley look in college. But I like him because he's got a daughter, and I saw him hugging his daughter before the game, and so seems to be like a family man. I'm I'm in on O'Connell. I'm I'm with you on the Vikings. That was an awesome game, and there. Yeah. This really was the the weekend of star players. Star players showed up, and tomorrow's show we'll talk more oh, fantasy yeah. football and 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 you know numbers and all that kind of thing. But when you think about Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup and even Tyree Kill, I mean these got Michael Pittman, yes. Jonathan Taylor. Well, that's Sa- the Saquon thing. Barkley, Patrick Mahomes. These guys showed up. It you was can't take stars out of the game. Everyone knows you're getting the ball to Cooper Cup. He still gets over ten catches, over hundred yards. Everyone yeah, no on Green Bay knows. Everyone knows Justin Jefferson's getting the ball. He still dominates. Devonte Adams. Yes. He still dominates. Stephon that's Diggs. why. That's why Stephon we Diggs. cannot crown a guy like C.D. Lamb as. Oh yeah, he's number one. We're all in on him. He hasn't proved it yet. And I know that the Cowboys' offense is a disaster in general. But it was not. Did not look good. Did not look good. Star players perform no matter what scheme you throw at them. That's right. No, and, and speaking of the, the Packers, I, I know the, a, lot, a lot of the talk today will be concerned about this, this wide receiving core. They'll figure it out. They're going to be fine. They're, They're going to be, be fine. fine. And I was even thinking about it earlier. Like, if they have to go get OBJ or go trade for a team in a, with a team in a couple of weeks that realize, all right, we're not that other team doesn't have it, but they do have a star receiver, like those kind of guys all of a sudden become available, Green Bay can go get somebody. They will be absolutely fine. The bigger concern is the offensive line. So they got to get healthy on the O-line and protect Rodgers. So that, that that is a fair concern. But as far as the wide receivers, give them a couple weeks. Dubs will be all right. Christian Watson had the big drop. Eh, give him another week. We, we saw the speed. The speed's there. So he's got to catch the ball. Yep. Come on, receiver. You got, your job's to catch the ball. So so do it. Tunyon's coming back from injury. It's still Aaron Rodgers. He yeah. looks fine. Like he... Did you he, see uh, when Aaron Rodgers tried to block uh, Zadarius Smith? No, I didn't oh, see that. It was a, a run. Aaron Rodgers went to go block him, got destroyed, and they got in each other's face kind of laughing. For, uh, Smith, former Packer. Oh, that's One, right. No, that was a big big uh, addition to their defense. Oh, huge. The defense huge. Is very solid. Huge. And Yeah, but the biggest thing, uh, their their coach, I'm drawing a blank on his name, who was Vikings? Zimmer. Zim, but like Zimmer. Vikings coach last year. He had to get out of there. He had a culture change. One more quick, I'm convinced. Niners, Bears, 
doesn't matter what happened. Throw it out. You have you yeah. can have no opinions on that game. It That's was right. It was it was a monsoon. Rain is the great equalizer. We still have no idea what the Bears are going to be. We still have no idea what Trey Lance and the Niners are going to be. Just throw it all away. I know Kaz, loyal listener, he's ha- hey Bears still got the win, which is worth something, but you can't form any real opinions about that game because it was so <laughs> there's so much rain. There is a slip and slide out there. I'm convinced. That that will be the Bears' only win for the season. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Am I convinced of that? I don't know. We'll see. But there's that's a that's a fair that's a fair uh, that's a fair take. I think um, we'll see. But good for them. They got the win in the rain. We'll actually talk more about rain during during tap drill as well. But uh, but yeah, so many different storylines. Uh, of course, last night with you know the Cowboys losing seems to be the story. But I said all off season. I'm out on the Bucs. I'm out on the Bucs. And then I'm sure people are thinking today, come on, Bryce. Tom Brady looked pretty good yesterday. What do you mean? I mean, they, they dominated the, the Cowboys. No, they didn't. They scored 19 points. Chris Godwin's already banged up. The offensive line is a disaster. Brady was getting hit. If he's already getting hit in week one, those hits compile. He's still 45. I know we yeah. all want him to play forever, and we think he's invincible. He's not. So, I listen, I, it's not that I'm against Tom Brady, but it's just I'm, just, I'm sensing this is the end. And I still, I'm not willing to go off of it. I will say uh, Leonard Fournette looked really good. I was wrong about him. He came out, boom. He Big day yeah. for him. Big day I'm, for him. I'm not so. quite with you on the Bucks. I think they're going to be fine. Because defense is still solid. Defense is very solid. solid. And here's very the solid. thing. I think we're sleeping on Julio Jones. Oh, uh, no, we're not. He's been sleeping. He's been sleeping. <laughs> but here's the thing. He's going to have, it's going to be so easy for him to get open. Everyone's focused on Mike Evans. Now Godwin's hurt again. Julio Jones, be on the lookout. Uh, be on the lookout. I'm over. I'm over the Julio experiment. Uh, that's all right. But I mean, he's, <laughs> he's still big and fast. But I don't know. He's. I just feel like he's lost. He's lost the. He's lost the luster. Yeah. But um. But all right. We'll we'll, we'll talk see. more overreactions. It's it's one of those Mondays where there's just so many things to talk about. We were off last week for for Labor Day, and so last weekend we're here. Ton, it's football season. We're back. It's, oh, I'm, it's I'm so loving good. life. I will say. This, the transition as a father this time of year is very difficult as well because, like, normally I don't have the, the TV on all the time. Like, I'll watch games at night and, and all that kind of thing. But now it's unavoidable. I mean, the TV is just always on. I'll try to keep it on, on mute, but there's always a game. There's yeah. college game day. Now, this weekend, college game day is in Boone. Unreal. So it's, it's my wife's birthday this weekend. It's very it's, – it's, it's all, all of it happens all at once for me. So I'm juggling. I'm trying to be a good dad and husband and, and a good fan, and there's so much. And, and like, yesterday, <laughs> the 1 o'clock games were so good as far as they were tight. You know, you got the Lions and the Texans and, you know, some interesting, you know, the Jaguars, all those teams are playing at one o'clock. Yeah. And then so I, that's when I was watching. And then at the four o'clock games, then all of a sudden you get the Packers, Vikings, oh. you get all these interesting games. And and so I'm trying to keep up with those games. And then last night. So anyway, it was a, it was a wild weekend. Is Jody's birthday Saturday? It. It's Friday. Friday. So I got to put in some, some Where did good she go to school? Friday. Good time on Friday. Where did she go to college? She, she went to a, a, a like a. Uh, a small uh what do you call it like a ministry school out, ministry out in arizona school. out in arizona oh she doesn't have a so she doesn't have any football allegiances because i was gonna say what are the chances for her birthday weekend you go to college game day in boone camp yes. out see you on that's tv a with a sign zero percent zero percent <laughs> i will be at home with the daughters watching college game day at, oh, yeah. while i'm also 
saying, hey, no, 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 don't touch that, don't touch that, get that out of your mouth. No, 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 <laughs> jump on, no, 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 not on the trampoline. Don't hurt your sister. Don't hurt your sister. <laughs> yeah, look at look at college game day. You guys yeah. got a, you guys have trampoline or mini trampoline in the house? Mini trampoline. It, oh. it has now entered the man cave. So there is. I'm out on mini trampolines. Jumping, most overrated thing in oh, the world. What are you talking? Come on, that was Maddie's oh, big gift on. for three turning three. Nah, they're let down. Let down. That's hurtful. Come on. Don't, <laughs> I'm don't. convinced of that today. Mini trampolines. When's the last time you've been on a mini? I can't even go on it. I'm too big for it. Well, I, I've, I've yeah, superseded the weight requirements yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's on you then. Come on. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to hear from you know people listening right now. What is your overreaction from the weekend that you're buying into? What is the overreaction that you're not buying into based on the, the results from yesterday? Uh, what injury has you most concerned? Uh, which... You know, maybe which surprising um, game ha- has you intrigued? Like, I think you know, people are probably surprised the Giants won. People are probably surprised that that it's not so much that Washington beat Jacksonville, but it's just that Washington won with Carson Wentz. To actually see that with your eyes, uh, fo- following last year's debacle when when he was with the Colts and they lost to Jacksonville, that was interesting. Some big throws for Wentz. Uh, yeah. He looked he looked pretty good for the Commandos. So, um, you know, were you were you surprised uh, that the Browns beat the Panthers? You know, Panthers fans would love to to hear from you today as well. Leave your comments uh, wherever you're you're watching or listening to uh, this show today. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm not surprised of Colts. I'm convinced next year they're gonna have another quarterback. Continue the trend. Another quarterback's coming in because it's not gonna work. Uh, I think I think two two solid years of of Matt Ryan. I think it'll be all right. I mean, when they were losing to the Texans, I was watching the game with my brother. It was almost like, wait, is Frank Reich going to survive this? I mean, you can't you can't end the season losing to Jacksonville and then start no. your season losing to Houston. No, especially I mean, I with how good their games. roster is. No, no. Now when you got Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, who ended up having huge days. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think they'll be fine. I do. I'm still convinced of that. All right. We're going to jump into Unpack This. We love talking sports. We are passionate about sports. Uh, it was fun to give Luke a little little bit of a hard time uh, with Texas A&M losing. Um, but but I, I do want to go back to this, this game from, from Saturday. And I alluded to this a little bit. But I, I hate to admit this, but I did not think that App would win on Saturday. And, and now that they've won, it's like, oh, you know, I should have thought it. But I expected coming off the game against UNC that, that App would be tired. You know, it was an emotional game last week. I mean, think about what took place in that fourth quarter against 40 Carolina. 40 points. 40 points. <laughs> you'd, you'd expect to be worn out. I'm still worn out. And I went to that game two weeks ago or a week ago, whatever, however long ago. feels like I'm worn out. I'm still catching up on sleep. It, just, it t- took so much out of me. And, and so I just expected the players, ah, it's way too tough. Texas A&M and the SEC, they're way too talented. Uh, how can App go in there and, and win this game? Like, you know, they're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. That's the other thing about the Michigan game. App snuck up on, on, on App. Like, they didn't even know who App was. But mm-hmm. that, that shouldn't be the case anymore in today's college football. App's not sleeping on anybody anymore. And, and so they shouldn't be. And so, anyway, I just didn't think that that was possible. Well, over the last couple of days, as I, you know, God works on my heart and I think about the show, I think about the devotional that, that I write and hear it unpacking it. We do unpack this Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It goes out through email. You can subscribe for free. We take sports stories related to the Bible, related to our own lives. I started thinking about my own fandom of, of the Mountaineers, my, my alma mater, my, my favorite school. I absolutely love App. 
you know, I'm, I'm all in. Well, why am I doubting? Like, why was I doubting that app could beat Texas A&M? Because when I think back to my time at app, I was, I had so much radical faith in app that I really believed every time app stepped on the field that they were going to win. It was almost like just craziness that, that I would be that all in every single game, no matter who it was, it was, well, yeah, app's going to win. And even if app was ever losing in a game when I was in school, it was like, oh, well, they'll figure out a way to win because I was so used to them winning. I, and I, I, I was close to the team. Um, I, I knew some players personally. Uh, I followed them really, you know, really intensely. I was calling play-by-play for the, for the college radio station. I was doing a, a show for the college radio station, interviewing the players, all that kind of thing. And so my belief in that team was really strong. And, and so that's why I drove 15 hours to, to watch App at Michigan. That's why I camped out to get tickets to that game because I, I believed in them and, and, and my, my, I had a radical faith about App State. I was even on Charlotte Radio when I was back in college uh, saying that App had a chance against Michigan. And, and so all that was, was kind of what my faith used to be in the Appalachian State Mountaineers. And so this weekend, why did I doubt? I texted, I texted Luke that there was going to be an avalanche of scoring from Texas A&M. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. And, and so as I, as I reflect on this and, and just sort of realize, okay, well, I guess because I'm a little disconnected from the program, I, you know, I can't go to every game. I can't watch the games as closely as I, I used to be able to when I was up there and you know, in person and, and all that kind of thing. So, so things, things changed a little bit. And, and so what I want to parallel today, and I, and I hope that this is encouraging for all of us, is to consider our own faith journeys. And are we, you know, facing difficult situations that, that may seem too tough or impossible to pull off a victory? And, and are we buying the lie that, that God won't do something miraculous in, in our lives? Or, or have we, you know, forgotten what God has done for us in the past? Because when I think about App State, I, I know what they've done in the past. I know how well they've played all these top teams. And I, I was at the, the App State-Penn State game. Was at the App-Michigan game. All these kind of things. I know what they're capable of. So why would I doubt that they couldn't knock off Texas A&M? What am I thinking? What's wrong with me? And, and so, unfortunately for us, as, as we think about our, our, our faith journey, there are times where, you know, we drift. We, we, we feel kind of disconnected from God. We're, we're not spending time in, in, in meaningful fellowship with him and, and with his people. You know, throughout the, the Rona, a lot of people got disconnected from church, which then got them disconnected from God. Doesn't mean that God still doesn't, still doesn't love us, but there's just that, that kind of, you know, just feel a little, little distance there. You just don't feel as, as tight, don't feel as, as in tune, don't feel as in sync. And, and so what happens is then our faith is affected. That, that when difficult start, start, you know, presenting themselves or, you know, we have a tough matchup, we have a tough opponent, so to speak, are we're, we're filled with more doubt than we are radical faith. But, but when we're, when we're really close with God and we're, we're, we're reading his word and we're, we're, we're praying and we're spending time with him and his people and we're, we're plugged in at church, man, our faith is, 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 is strong. It's deep. It's powerful. It's, it's where we believe in what he's able to do. 
And and so here here are some some verses to to encourage us today um, as we think about you know our our faith. Where where is our faith at today? Are we allowing doubts to creep in, or are we operating with radical faith? And and so thankfully in Second Timothy it says if we are faithless, he remains faithful, true to his word and his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. And so we serve a faithful God who always comes through, who always delivers, who always lives up to his promises. That's who we serve. That's who we love. That's who we follow. And and so even if we're faithless, even if we're filled with doubts, he keeps showing up. He keeps showing up over and over and over. And so we've got to get back to that childlike faith where where it's great expectancy in what God can do. And and, and we remove the doubts and, and, and we we, we trust him uh, fully. And, and so we believe that the impossible can happen and, and that the surprises can happen and the upsets can happen and, and, and have that uncompromised faith with that full belief that God is capable of anything because he's all-powerful and worthy to be trusted. And, and so in Hebrews uh, uh, 3, 12 through 14, it tells us, Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. And and so we've got to stay faithful. We've got to remind ourselves of who God is and, and, and how he's always been faithful. And, and reflect on all the amazing things that he's already done in our lives. And so we need to continue to be around him and connected to him and, and, and around his people so that that trust will continue to be strengthened. And then one more verse, Hebrews 10, 23, let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And so my app state, Radical faith has been rekindled, and, and I feel silly to, to ever doubt my Mountaineers. What, what was I thinking? But, but even more so today, I, I hope that we're all encouraged to keep our faith in, in Jesus deeply rooted because he is all-powerful, miraculous. We have a loving God, and we know that we can face any opponent or obstacle with confidence because God is always victorious, and he always comes through for us. And so let that be what we, what we cling to and what we hold on to today. And, and so uh, I, I understand we're going to, doubts, doubts are, they, they, they threaten to creep in. But I think the encouragement is let's stay close, stay connected, stay, stay you know, tuned in, tuned into to, to God's word, the Holy Spirit working within us. And uh, then our faith will continue to, to allow us to persevere and endure. And, and handle challenges, and God's going to show up in amazing ways. He'll help us overcome crazy challenges and, and things that we never thought were, were possible. They, they are in him. They, they really are. And so, uh, so there you go. You can unpack that today. Uh, thank you, Mountaineers, for, uh, for the encouragement uh, through this, and I apologize for ever doubting. I'm sorry. So hmm. I should have, uh, you know, bet you that you would have had to wear an App State shirt today or something. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't even do that. I thought about it. And I go, no, I don't have the confidence. My, my, my faith in the Mountaineers was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was hindered. So any, any uh, thoughts on this today? 
Um, you know, I mean, it's a great reminder, the, <clears throat> just the exhortation to stay connected. And I mean, that seems to be a, a strong theme <clears throat> in the New Testament for these young churches to, I mean, prioritize sound doctrine, preach the word, teach, preserve, protect the flock. Don't let uh, wolves dressed in sheep's clothing come in and affect the unity of these local uh, gatherings and bodies of believers. Staying connected to truth, to God, is so vital in any era, in any culture. I think what's going on in our culture now is truth doesn't really mean anything. Everyone has their own truth. It's there's almost like this doctrine of personal happiness. As long as I'm personally happy, I'm good. We can't infringe on other people's personal happiness. We have to stay connected to what God has revealed in order to continue to be built up by His Spirit, by His grace in faith. Doubts creep in all the time. I, I frequently wrestle with doubt. Seasons of, man, is God real? Is this true? That seems to be something I repeatedly seasons happen of that. Um, I remember my senior year in college, it hit heavy, and one of my roommates and I, we he prayed with me every single day just about these doubts, um, and I'm staying connected with God despite doubt, knowing that He's going to meet me in that. And so regardless, doubts are going to creep in, but if we continue to be disconnected from God, doubts grow, faithlessness grows, we're not going to follow Jesus— so staying connected through prayer, through time with God's people, through time in God's Word, that continues to build our faith, that continues to sanctify us, that continues to make us more like Jesus by God's grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's so important. There's such a tendency to, to think Christianity is agreeing to these intellectual truths, this, this head knowledge, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, Jesus is the Son of God, yeah, Jesus died for my sins, but Christianity is following Jesus. Not that we earn favor with God, not that works save us. And there's this tendency to anything that sounds like works, oh, we have to push back against it. But the reality is, being a Christian is following Jesus. It's being a disciple. It's not just agreeing to these claims. Being a Christian is being connected to God. We're going to be imperfect at that, but to have any hope by God's grace to follow Jesus and become more like Him, we have to be connected to Him. If we're not, we're just going to pursue culture and sin. And it, yeah, and then that that's going to lead to us having this kind of you know radical faith where we're we're willing to step out in faith when when things it's like whoa that's a big that's a big step of faith. But because we believe in such a big God, we're able to do those kinds of things. And and when we face you know insurmountable type circumstances, that that we believe that God can move and work in those those circumstances. And yeah. so again, when we're connected, that 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 allow that that gives us the confidence, the faith to, to move forward and, and to yeah. be able to well, handle Well, what's those. our foundation? Like if we have no foundation built on time with God's people, God's word, and prayer, then we're just gonna be rocked. Oh, that's a cool new theology. Oh, that's a cool new doctrine. Oh, that's a cool new movement. Oh, well, how did God let this happen? I don't believe in him anymore. If we have no foundation, we're just being rocked back and forth, taking these haymakers by life's hardships, by culture around us, and we'll have no hope at staying faithful. Mm. But if we do have a foundation that we feed, no matter what our circumstances, our foundation is growing stronger and stronger, and that's just a part of growing in maturity. And no matter what happens, I'm following Jesus. 
I'm, I am a follower of Jesus no matter what happens. And that's, I mean, it takes time to build that, but it takes time feeding that connection year after year, day after day. Mm, that's right. Amen. Amen. So there, there you go. Uh, that's today's Unpack This topic, and it goes out through email Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you can subscribe for free on our website, unpackingit.com slash subscribe. All right, we'll, we'll get to tap drill with Henry in just a few minutes, but, but going back to the NFL, uh, one of the more interesting things yesterday and, and early in the year, it's always intriguing to see you know, how teams do with a new head coach. And yesterday, it's only one game, it's week one, but to see five of the eight new head coaches win is intriguing. So they yep. went five, two, and one. Um, so that was the, uh, who tied? Texans. Oh, the Tex Lovey Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, didn't, didn't feel like a new coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's not he's, his first head coach. I, know, I heard someone else talking about it. I was like, wait, Lovey Smith? Yeah, he's a new coach with Houston, even yeah. though he was there last year as well. But yeah, he's the new head coach there. <laughs> and, and so, you know, Josh McDaniels lost. The Raiders are going to be fine. The Chargers, that division. Losing those, to the Chargers is not a reason for concern. No way. And at, plus, the Raiders, they won the last time they played. So if they go back and forth, that's, that's going to be part of the deal in this division. Even yeah. when the Chiefs lose to the Broncos, there's no reason to panic. Or no. if the Broncos lose to the Chargers, no. they, they're like going to beat each other up. Not all of these teams are going to make the playoffs. That's just the reality. No, I said all four are. Well, I'm I, in on all four. You are. I'm in on all four. The chances are three of them will. So, so well, I don't know which yeah. of those three are going to do it, but I'm in on all of them. Um, but, but anyway, but McDaniel's is is going to be fine. Now, you know, Dayball got the win in in New York, uh, which was impressive, and then Doug Peterson. He lost in Jacksonville, and they'll be fine. I, I still like Jacksonville. Yeah, and, and great day from Christian Kirk. He yes. he performed well. Trevor Lawrence is going to grow. I mean, the reality: Doug Peterson had a huge uphill battle. Of I have to rewrite the entire every fiber of culture here, and we've got a lot of young pieces. But Doug Peterson's the man, and they've got a lot of talent. They'll be fine. All right, this this was this is unplanned. This just popped in my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna share it. Whether this is whether this is uh I don't know, whatever. So most <laughs> no most, clue where you're going with Yeah, that. I know. So so most nights I, I read a story or a couple stories. Maddie always pushes it. One to three books. A lot, a lot of times it pushes to the three One books. One to three. Yeah. So I'm a big big reader. But anyway, we read Curious George a lot. Well, oh, there yeah. is a story uh in Curious George where He's curious, and he pulls the tail of what he thinks is a cute little kitty. Well, that little kitty is actually a skunk. And so Curious George gets covered in, in skunk. And the only way to get that smell, he goes in the water, doesn't come off. The only way, tomato juice. He gets, he gets the, the stink off. Well, you know what Doug Peterson has to do right now? He has to get the Urban Meyer stink off the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> what an analogy. That's, that's what's happening. It's not going to take one game. It's going to take. It's going to take a while. Like they you gotta can bring bathe in, in that tomato juice. Oh Gosh, man, you can bring soak. in Christian Kirk. You can get Travis Travis Etienne back yeah. healthy. James Robinson actually looked pretty good. Got to give him some love. But yeah. you can do all that. But it's going to take a little while for this Jacksonville team to soak in that tomato juice and all the the, the layers of stink <laughs> from that skunk uh, that, that took place last season. Wow, what an analogy. Thank you, Maddie. That's spot on, <laughs> spot on. I mean, it's so true. They, 
He's got to he's got to un he's got to help this team unlearn a lot of things. Yeah. Speaking of, did you watch Urban Meyer on Fox uh, College Football this weekend? It's such a bummer because it's such it can be such a good show. At one point, Vince Young was there with Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush and Brady Quinn. But so one of the greatest college football games I've ever watched was the Texas oh, yeah. USC game. Yeah. And I Vince still Young, owe a guy course, five dollars from that game. By the uh, way, you owe him. interest. You owe him. Interest is bad on yikes, that. Yikes! Yikes! So now you know to see Vince Young all these years later with those two guys and talking about it, it was yeah. awesome. But then you got Urban Meyer there just ruining it. Uh, now he stayed out of the conversation, but yeah, I just, I, I'd rather not. I don't, don't know. I don't know why he's there. I don't know why he's there. He's not interesting. I'm not, I just, I don't, I don't care. So, yeah. um, so anyway, that, but I've watched a lot of coverage. College game day with Pat McAfee was really good though. Oh, tremendous. And that was fun. Yeah. That was, that was really fun. And so this yeah. Thursday on the podcast, we will have David Pollock. Oh, uh, he's scheduled. I hope it all comes through, but that, that is the scheduled conversation. Really excited about that. Yeah. So uh, any of the other new head coaches that jumped out to you that, that you were impressed by, excited about uh, teams that, that may be turning the, turning the corner thanks to this new head coach? Well, yeah, I mean, O'Connell is, I think that he did a great job. I mean, there's, there's a whole new coaching staff there, new D coordinator, new offensive coordinator, new head coach. It's a completely new coaching staff. The defense looked good. I mean, the reality is Minnesota's talented, really mm. talented. And I thought they lived up to any hype coming into the season. Really excited about that. And I just want to touch on Dayball here. That is an, I love that he went for two. Now yes. in the NFL, you don't have to out oh, play for overtime, which I don't want to get into the overtime stuff anyway, but to come in, New York needed a culture change. It's been, it's been years of, ah, we're not, it can, either bad or iffy coaching Dayball comes in has a lot of talent here I saw him dancing in the locker room with the players after going for two going for the win with a minute left which is an eternity in the NFL and gets it I love the move saying hey you know what we're gonna be winners here in New York I I thought that was a statement right there there's no doubt his players are bought in after that game all right two things I love going for two I love going for it on fourth I'm all in coaches that, that, that lean heavily on, you know, being wise, but also aggressive. I'm, I'm all for it in, in almost all circumstances, but uh, as long as I'm foolish. And so I'm, I'm in on that. You know what I'm torn about coaches hmm. dancing. I can't figure out if I like it or not. Like, I think I'm, I'm a little uh, annoyed because Mac Brown was dancing last week in after UNC beat app. So I, I still have that burned in my mind, which was just obnoxious. But um, in general, I just I, and I got like the Roy Williams dance in my mind. It's like, eh. it's, so it's like so, kind of cringe. But at the same yeah. time, it's like you embrace the players and you become more of a player's coach. And I, so I get it. So I'm not like totally anti, but I'm just I'm torn. I just don't want it to turn into storming the field after a win. I'm mm. very out on storming the field as a principal if you beat a team that's better than you storming the field should be a rare occurrence where it's obvious but dayball actually can dance and it was he's a younger guy but getting i don't know if it's the social media team like pushing these ancient coaches out there who have no business dancing it's just it's credit like, though it's just i mean it's it's impressive on one i end. don't know dayball he's a young guy he's like culture changer he's coming in to me that made sense especially after going for two winning in that dramatic fashion that makes sense 
but just getting your ancient coach out there, oh, let's go dance together. Oh, it's cringe, awkward, uncomfortable. Regular season wins. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Speaking it's got to be a case-by-case. Case. To me, day ball dancing after that win made sense. Who did Texas Tech beat this weekend? They stormed the field. Houston, right? Yeah, it, it seems questionable. The field? Yeah, it seems questionable no. to me. I forget who the matchup was, but I'm, th- I'm looking and I go, "Ee, that seems that seems doubtful to That's me." That's Power Five school beating yeah. a Group of Five school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's horrible. Storming <laughs> the field has lost its meaning. Ranked teams beating ranked teams are storming the field. Yeah, a, come a, on. A Power Five beating a Group of Five. What are we doing? Yeah. Is that I right, Henry? It. Was it Texas Tech Houston? I, I can't. There's so many games this weekend. I, yeah, I, I got to confirm Tech, that. But here's the thing, I I real we've talked about. I realize students are just going to get on the field. I really do think, out of principle, if I was at a game where I didn't feel like you'd storm the field, I'd stay in the stands. I would hold my ground. Or how how about when I was at the app game a week ago? There were app fans jumping in, jump jumping down on the field. The game wasn't over, and we hadn't won it. They thought we were going to win it, and it was a little premature. Did you so, have good seats? Can't have that. I was in the corner of the end zone. A lot of action. I mean, there were so many touchdowns. Yeah, so yeah, for so real. There were some touchdowns coming at me. Um, so, yeah, we. Oh, it was a phenomenal day. Phenomenal experience. So these first two weeks of college football for me oh, have just been yeah. lights out. Absolutely just thrilled. Uh, my Panthers, on the other hand, not so much. Uh, that was a disappointing game yesterday. You really wanted to see Baker get some revenge against the Browns. As annoying as Baker can be and as he was in Cleveland, I've been fascinated by, or even before, we'll say before the NFL especially, he's just done a couple annoying things. But Browns fans really liked Baker. And they were actually, they wanted to see him play well. Of course, they wanted to see their, their Browns yeah. win. Um, Baker played okay. It wasn't great. Early in the game was ugly. No to- like no protection. And then even if there was protection, he just was throwing it at defensive linemen's hands. Uh you know, a lot of knockdown passes and it speaks to him being a little shorter. And it's like uh, it, there a lot of concerns, a lot of concerns. CMC was okay. Got in the end zone, uh, but wasn't back to fully elite CMC. Like we know he's, he's capable of. So we'll give him a little time. Hopefully he'll get there. Um, I'm not out. I'm not out on the Panthers just yet. I think, I think they'll, they'll get it together. Um, I just wanted to see him win first game at home against Cleveland, but it didn't happen. May have been too big of a deal, too emotional. I don't know. Yeah. Browns were motivated as well. And let's face it, the Browns probably probably better. I mean, that, that AFC North is going to be a really good division. Ravens win yesterday. Steelers win yesterday. Bengals. Yeah. I'm kind of out on the Bengals this year. Like they're still going to be good. I don't see them getting back to the Super Bowl. I just don't. No. I don't think they're there. Burrow struggled for a while, but he, he got it Three going. Three picks, at the end. first half. That was ugly. Yeah, Steelers so, made it tough on him. Are there any teams you're absolutely out on after Week One? And are, and are there any teams that you're absolutely in on? For me, absolutely in on the Vikings. I've said that many times now. The Lions, though they lost, I'm in. I'm in on the Lions. Last year, they got destroyed 44-6 against the Eagles. This year, great game. They're taking the next step. I'm not, I'm not willing to say they're going to make the playoffs, but there's going to be a noticeable jump. So I'm in on the Lions, and I'm in on the Eagles. Man. A.J. Wow. Brown. AJ, AJ Brown is so awesome. Devonta Smith didn't even catch a ball. Yikes! He's been a, he's been a disappointment overall, Yikes. I would say. But now that AJ, AJ Brown's there, it's, I mean Devonta Smith, it, it's over. Yeah. I, so the only team I'm truly out on the Cardinals. Like I think it's going to be ugly there. 
I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, eh, I just, I, I, I haven't bought into it. And then they've, they've overachieved in my eyes the last couple of years, but I think this will be the end for them. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm out on them. Uh, but I'm still, I'm still in on the Raiders still. Uh, I think the 49ers are, we just can't judge from that first game, but I, I still think they're going to be okay. The Rams are definitely concerning. Um, it's going to take them a few weeks to get going. I think they'll hit a stretch midway through the year where they'll win four, five, six games in a row and, and get back into the mix. But I don't think the Rams will win a Super Bowl. Um, they, they still yeah. should make the playoffs. And then you know who I'm really concerned about? The Patriots. Comes out, Mac Jones, back spasms. I mean, the whole yeah. coaching situation. I, I'm fascinated by New England and the way that people cover New England because we're all scared to criticize Bill Belichick. And we just don't know what it's like, wait. Is he still a good coach? Like what, what, what? This is a first year, first game coach for Mike McDaniel, and they they beat New England. Now I know Miami tends to beat New England in a weird way down in Miami. I I don't know how they've done that over the years, but even New England showing up, you know, before earlier than normal didn't help them. But that that was just ugly for, from New England, and I, I the moves that they've made, the draft picks, like it's starting to compile. And then to see, you know, Brady over the last couple of years, I've, I've expected to, to slow down, but two strong years in Tampa Bay. And last year was okay for New England, but the year before was tough. And now this is off to a slow start. I, it's weird. The, the New England Patriots are weird. There's, there's no doubt about it. Are you, are you even more out on the Titans now? Oh, I'm so out. On, I was out on the Titans. I'm absolutely out on the Titans. No question. Yeah, it's gonna be a long season for Tennessee, and I love the city of Nashville, but they, I'm out. So, are you? There you, you go. Panthers still division division champs. I'm still sticking with it. Did you okay. see the the Saints and the Falcons? Uh, that little uh, whatever. Uh, that was an ugly game. Uh, they scored Yo. more than I anticipated. There were moments that were interesting in that game, but overall, I don't think the Saints or the Falcons. Neither one is going to be very good. So, the Saints escaped. In that game, that was on my third TV, so I kept an eye on that one during the game. <laughs> but it was a, it was like it I was disappointed. Demoted. I was disappointed that that game was on. I was like, oh, the Saints and the Falcons. Jameis really struggled. I mean, there were some high hopes for, from a lot of people. Hey, Jameis can you know, throw the ball downfield. Michael Thomas is back, who did get in the end zone at least once, maybe twice. Twice, yeah, twice. twice. Olave had a couple decent catches. The rookie wide receiver, Jarvis Landry, but, big game. Yeah. So there's some there's some things in New Orleans you could you could be excited about, but it was Atlanta. With no, they don't have a great defense, so <laughs> I, there's some question marks there. So anyway, I still, I'm still, I'm still hopeful. Yeah, uh, with the Panthers, I'm not in on the Dolphins yet. Okay, I, just because I'm pretty very out on the Patriots, I, I just don't think they're talented. Miami offensively is very talented, at least relative to New England. I got to see another game from them because Miami got off to a slow start. Slow start. And they ended up winning, but 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 to have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, it's just how do you how do we feel about the Waddle dance? That was like a penguin Waddle. Yeah, that was, that was interesting, funny. interesting. It could okay be better. But, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Touchdown dances are a lost art. Uh, regardless, the glory days have gone. <sighs> the glory days, it's definitely over. Yeah, yeah. there's there. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right. So, uh, man, so much to talk about. We'll we'll have all season to to take a look at these these teams, and and tomorrow on the fantasy podcast, we'll look at some more individual players and and have some fun with that. Do encourage you to go subscribe to the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. So so search uh, anywhere you listen to this podcast. Uh, just search Fantasy Football Fellowship and more NFL conversations tomorrow with Harrison Zuckerberg. 
And, and so look forward to that. Uh, we also, so I know that the week one has begun. We still have some NFL teams available in our 32 team league. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys are still available. I don't know if anybody wants them, but there are a couple of interesting teams that are still available. Do so check not. that out. I'm <laughs> I mean, unpacking it. Buy low on the Cowboys. Fantasy. Buy low on the Cowboys. <laughs> great value. It That's actually right. is the great value brand of the NFL right now. That's right. That's right. They're a steal. Um, all right. But let's say hello to Henry, who is smiling from ear to ear with his New York Giants uh, winning week one. Uh, Henry, were you dancing alongside Brian Dayball? When uh, when he went for two and ended up with the win, no. Unlike Brian Dayball, I'm not going to embarrass myself by <laughs> dancing. But my son, but my 14 year old son and I, uh, we did have a great time. Now, a couple of things about Brian Dayball. Now, when when uh, Saquon got the touchdown, and okay, we're we're sitting there. My son and I were watching the team. We're watching the game. We're sitting there. He's like, okay, we'll go for one. What do you think? He's like, we'll go for one, and we'll try to win it in overtime. There's a whole bunch of overtime games. Then we find out Brian Dable's like, we're going for two. And everybody and, – and it, it was almost as if on the giant sideline, it was like it was like an epiphany. Like, we're actually going for two to win this game. Because if uh, I had the press conference afterwards, and he was like – he didn't say it to get permission – from the players he's like he told the players on the sideline i'm going for two y'all cool with that because this is going to happen you should see the joy of the players when saquon ran off the field and when all the guys ran up to the coach and were like they were they were just they were just happy that somebody believed in them so it was wow. a, it was definitely it's, a great feeling man tom coughlin he's not there anymore that's no. for sure now, Top so. Coughlin's not in the in the words of Rick Pitino. Top Coughlin's not walking back through that door. Nope, that's right, that's right. Well, congrats, it's Week One, so there's some some hope in New York for sure. Um, well, Henry, why don't we jump in to uh, to chat drill? We got a few fun questions to uh, to throw around today. All right, question number one. Now, uh, we always know that the two the two Super Bowl teams out of the two Super Bowl teams, they have more than a 50-50 chance of getting back to the playoffs. However, the last two Super Bowl teams, the Bengals and the Rams, lost this weekend. The Bengals losing in overtime on the field goal and the Rams getting mollywopped on Thursday night. So, boys, my question to you is this. Which team has a bigger chance of missing the playoffs, the, the Rams or the Bengals? So I think the Bengals in the AFC – and I think the Ravens, I know it's just the Jets, but I think the Ravens will be tough this year. A nice bounce back season for them. I, I, I was confused with the, the Steelers heading into the season. I wasn't sure what to make of, of them this year. And I still feel that way after week one, um, especially with Watt being injured. You know, uh, Trubisky was okay, but Harris, it seems like he's going to have some injuries this year. He's already kind of banged up. He, he went into the season banged up. Um, but but I still think the Steelers are going to be a tough team. Like they're still going to win enough games to make it interesting uh, in that division. And then the Browns. I mean, the Browns are they're tough. Like they're, they're so to me, the AFC North is just tough to have to to grind through. And and for the Bengals to to, to repeat what they did last year, I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging for them to do it again. Yeah, I think it's no question the Bengals have a more difficult task because again, the, the AFC. I mean, go beyond the AFC gosh. North too. Yeah, yeah, AFC in general. I think the Ravens are going to win the division, and 
the Bengals are going to have to have a make it on a wild card, which is going to be difficult because I mean they're going to be competing with three teams in the AFC West for a wild card spot. NFC is just so wide open. Even if the Rams don't win the division, which they probably should, but if the Niners go on to win the division, the Rams are going to be a wild card team. You got to think. Yeah. There's just not that many good teams in the NFC. Yeah, I would think so. All right, next one, Henry. All right, speaking of the NFC North, did you see the game at Pittsburgh? Did you see, excuse me, the NFC North, did you see the game in Chicago? Now, there's, it's one thing to play in the rain, but that was monsoon-type weather. That's neither fit nor man nor beast. So, boys, are you okay with playing uh, playing in adverse in adverse weather conditions. Yeah, I, I think to me the NFL like we just can't you can't put these these athletes these NFL players in those types of conditions where the injury risk is so high. Now Eli Mitchell's going to miss some time running back for for the 49ers. I, to me, there's just too much on the line from fantasy to you know all the other stuff, the ancillary stuff that goes into to football, the money on the line. To, to allow rain to have such a big impact. Like it's not fun. Like the snow to me, a snow game can be fun, a rare snow game. There's something special about it, but the rain is miserable. You can't even see it. Like this is a TV show. And if you can't really see the game, what are we doing? Do you expect fans to sit out in the rain? Like the snow is one thing we play in the snow, but nobody's out playing in the rain unless it's a really hot day. But I don't think it was a really hot day in Chicago. Yeah. Where they're just, they're, they're, they're having fun in the muddy puddles. So, the glory of football. Shout out Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> the glory of football as kids as kids growing up is playing in adverse weather conditions. Playing in the rain, the mud, the snow. But for professional football, you don't want that as a fan. It may be cool to see it, but playing in it as a kid is fun. Because I mean, you think of Mark Wahlberg playing with his buddies in Invincible. Playing in the rain. Great movie. That's what playing pickup football is about. In the mud and the not rain professional. and the snow. But not, not professional. professional. No. You want to see, because again, it, it doesn't allow you to actually see which team is better. Yeah. It's just going to be, it's just going to be sloppy, injury risk. Being a fan of the game, uh, see you later. I'm, I'll be at, I'll be on my couch at home. I'm not watching a game in the rain. Are you kidding me? No way. Uh, no way. No. It's tough. Those are diehards. I give them credit. Those are diehards. Because oh, it was actually expected. Delusional diehards. No, they're delusional, though. Delusional. You'd, every tough. one of them, if they really thought about it, I think I'd be. Ra I think I'd rather be at home watching this. I can control what I'm drinking and eating. <laughs> I can control the thermostat. Throw on a blanket. Sitting in the rain. Oh, it's miserable. Uh, it's tough. For it's a Bears-Niners game, too. Come on. All right, Henry. Go ahead, ma'am. Next one. Luke, Luke wants to control the environment. I That's love right. it. Absolutely. All right, boys. Well, as you well know, tonight is Monday Night Football. Now, this is the first time in, in, I believe, ever we actually have choices. It used to be where we could only watch the Monday Night game on whatever channel it was on. Now we have the Manning cast. And now to go even one step further, we got Troy and we got Troy and Joe Buck on ESPN. I never thought I'd hear myself actually say that. So, boys, are you interested in watching the game for Troy and Buck, or are you watching it for the Manning cast? 
I'm a Manning cast loyalist. And so I will definitely be watching the Manning cast tonight. I, I don't anticipate this to, to be a very entertaining game because I don't think Seattle's very good. I think Denver's going to run away with this big night yeah. for Russell, Javante Williams, the whole Broncos uh, team. And, and so it'll be more fun to hear the interviews, the, 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 the banter, everything with, with the, uh, the Manning cast. The other side of this, like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I've heard them a million times. They're fine. Like they're good. They're solid. Joe, Joe Buck's professional. I'm not a big Troy Aikman guy. I don't I don't enjoy listening to him. I, I especially mm-hmm. last year I was getting kind of worn out from him. So I'd actually rather not like I think he's I think he's okay. Like he's a his voice goes with Joe Joe Buck and they have a good chemistry and so they've been a good pair. But personally, nah, it doesn't doesn't interest me much. So I'll tune in just to see, okay, the initial oh Joe and Troy together on ESPN, and then I'll move on to the to the Manning brothers. So I have a different opinion. I, I Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson did a did a great job. I think they do. They bring, bring great analysis. But when you are used to certain broadcasters, your ear is trained to that's part of the product. It's true. I don't care what Joe Buck and Troy Aikman say. The sound of their voices is like a serotonin boost. It's mm. like that they're part of what I'm used to the the sounds, the sights of the game. But here's the thing. This game tonight is going to be so bad. It's going to be a it's going to be a one quarter contest, and then it's going to be all Denver. It's going to be ugly. So here, I'll make the decision for you. You watch early on, Troy and Joe get your fix, and then you're going to need something entertaining to watch. And that's what the Manning brothers are for. That's right. It's going to be a bad game. Bring you home. Bad game. Bring you home. All right. I think we got. I think we got another uh, media question. Actually, we do. Now, did you did you guys watch the game last night? I'm pretty sure you did, as I did. And I'm I am a Chris Collinsworth fan, and I'm all for uh sticking it out, playing through injury. But did we really need the frog in the throat analysis from Chris Collinsworth last night? Couldn't have somebody have given him uh uh, uh some tea, a cough drop, something that man sounded horrible. Could we not have subbed him in for somebody there? Yeah, I'm with you. For this to be the debut Sunday night game, it's week one. Like, you got to be healthy. You got to be ready to go. I think Mike Tirico was making excuses. Well, a lot of travel, and, you know, we had a game Thursday night. No excuses. Come on, Chris. You got to be ready to go. When I used to call games, I would use honey, and I would just do straight honey, honey shots you go. down, my, you down go. my throat. There you go. And I was ready to go. No, yeah. Come on. And I was, I was out in the cold. We, we were up in the mountains of, of Boone. So come on, Chris, man. And and if if you can't, he said, I apparently felt fine. Well, if your voice isn't up to speed, that's your that's your that's your that's your role. And I'm a Chris Collinsworth fan. You got to find somebody else to fill in, or just let Tariko call the game. But to have to listen to that grovelly in, in a game where Dallas was not very good anyway. Uh, so that was hard to watch, and it was yeah. hard to listen to. It was hard. Yeah, that oh. mute button. Thank you, mute. Well, I kept having to turn up the volume because I couldn't hear what Chris was saying. He was whispering. <laughs> like, dude, come on. Else, they also, he didn't do the slide in like he did with Al Michaels. No. They no. changed it. It's, it, yeah. It's devastating. It wasn't good. It wasn't uh, good. It's devastating. And Mike Tirico's fine, but I miss Al Michaels too. Cause it's again, nothing against Tirico because Tirico is tremendous in any yeah. context Olympics, football, yep. anything. He's so good. But when you've got a broadcast, broadcasters play a big role. Yeah, like news TV networks are paying big dollars for broadcasters to send a guy out there who's hoarse, who's sick. I mean, 
we were texting during the game the the Twitter comments on Chris Collinsworth were hilarious. <sighs> Very funny. So I mean he was oh, getting lit up, Twitter, but Twitter lit him up. But like it's you gotta have more pride in your product, right? Yeah. Oh. No, absolutely. All right, last one, Henry. Boys, I finally found him. There is a Chase Daniel sighting. Uh, the one of our richest, favorites. The richest backup quarterback in the history of the NFL has shown up, and he's actually going to show up in studio for NFL game day on Mondays. So what do we think about Chase Daniel going from holding a clipboard to holding a microphone? So he's still playing allegedly. I mean, he's still on the he's still on the team. Allegedly. Um, so so what's interesting is we're seeing this trend in in you know all the sports. Draymond Green does it in the NBA. Um, you know, a bunch of guys. They all have their own podcast. They're 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 a part of. I remember years ago, Josh Norman was on Fox, uh, where they're they're playing and they do analyst work. I think it's okay, but. I would prefer guys that that are retired that are willing to be all in on being an analyst that, that are that are watching all the games all week long. Chase Daniel can't. He's he's at the game. He's preparing for the Chargers game and then he's watching the Chargers. He, does he have time to watch all the games and keep up with? No. We need a guy and I I'm, I like Chase Daniel. I'd love for him to be an analyst one day. But but let the former players do that. I understand you're trying to prepare and that kind of thing. Go go do a local interview and just talk about the Chargers. But to, to come on and be an analyst and then you can't talk about other teams and, and be honest and, and, you know, you don't even have any intel necessarily to be able to share or be willing to share. So I'm more for the former analyst. That, that's that's what I that's where I side. So in basketball, I think it works like what Draymond Green does because they play every team. So he yeah, knows about every team. And NF, NFL, you don't play every team. You can't possibly point. know what's going on. Chase Daniel's really funny videos that the Chargers put out with him and Herbert. Great banter. Chase Daniel's almost like this this father role. He's he's really funny, entertaining. But yeah, I mean, I think people undervalue and undersell the difficulty and the work it it requires to be a broadcaster to do analyst work. I mean, throughout the week, you're talking about tremendous research. Yeah, that's why we've that's why we joked about. Can Kirk Herbstreet really do it? That's right. If last year he can't even pronounce Tyreek Hill's name correctly, I mean, come on. So one mis- the guy makes one mistake, we never let him hear the end of it. I, I mean, but the face of the NFL, miss. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like me saying Drew Brees. Like, I mean, it's just not even close. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, that's too much pressure on him. He he doesn't prepare for every team. He can't know. Yeah, we'll see. I think locally it's fine. I think like when I, when I, yeah. you know, they, cause they know the team and they, yeah, if they can share some insight, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes on with Pat McAfee and he, you know, talks about all sorts of random things throughout the season. Well, that's and great. That's, yeah. We want to yeah. see behind the scenes player perspective, but doing a network analyst job, ah, it's too much to ask. Yeah, I think that's a stretch. All well, right, Henry. Speaking of, speaking of Pat McAfee, he's actually doing college game day and has left WWE for the time being. So yes. ESPN, so ESPN has kind of kind of invested in him. Did you see him with the big belt? He had a yes. big belt that the, was with funny. the big, big belt buckle there. Yep, I thought Here, he was great. He, here's he my added, theory. He added a lot. He here's my lot. theory. College Game Day is not willing to just say bye to Lee Corso, so they they're gonna bring in McAfee to kind of distract from. Eh, we gotta get rid of Lee Corso. Push him out quietly. Push him out quietly. 
Now, let He's him hang done. on as long as he can. But, but oh. yeah, incorporate McAfee. For sure. No, that's good. So Yeah, don't don't take a look at the man behind the curtain over there. Don't take a look <laughs> at the man with the with the big uh, mascot head. That's McAfee's right. awesome, though. He delivers everywhere he goes. And very entertaining. No, he's he is. He's to me, he's a unique uh, media personality. You know, he's not on the level of Charles Barkley yet, but he has that willingness to be a big personality, put himself out there, say, you know, funny, silly, serious, great analysis, all of it. Yeah. He's not too buttoned up or too sterile. He, that, that's what's fun yep. about him. Yeah. Speaking of former Colts players, you see Andrew Luck sighting at the USC Stanford game. Oh, he I was interviewed on the sideline. Wow. It just, oh. to me, it's hard to believe that he he exists. Like, I, I don't know that sounds weird, but like, oh yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah, he was really good. Well, yeah, he actually like is still living his life, but he's so, I mean, he's gone from gone. everyone. Mysteriously, you know, just so mysterious out of nowhere. And and yeah, it's a fascinating thing. I've been meaning to listen to the podcast and kind of the the whole story. The, the, the Athletic did a whole story on, on Andrew Luck. Yeah, uh, I, that I need to, to catch up on. Yeah, I need to do that for sure. All right, guys. Hey, great show. Uh, it was long today, but tons of fun and, and appreciate both of you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, always love to hear from you. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Let me know your thoughts on the first uh, NFL weekend, another weekend in college football. How about my Mountaineers? That was fun. So hope you enjoyed Unpack This today. Uh, man, let's live with that radical faith, that confident faith in, in who God is. He can do the the remarkable. He he can even though we we may think and doubt and and question. Wait, how is this going to happen? What is it? Is it really? Is it really possible? Yeah, it is because God is with us and God is Almighty. And so we we've got to we've got to remove the uh, the hesitations and the doubts and 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 cling to who He is and what He's done for us already. He's always faithful. He always comes through. And so uh, that's the encouragement for us today well enjoy monday night football tonight we'll talk to you tomorrow on the fantasy football fellowship podcast we also have the david pollock interview scheduled uh for thursday so look forward to that as well for henry and luke i'm bryce i'm a sports fan who follows jesus i believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin he was resurrected and through faith i've been saved by his grace i hope that is true for you as well and i hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow jesus together have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.